Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. <laughs> Give it to me. Hey everybody, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you. That in combining technical and conceptual expertise with the creativity of contemporary hosts, It's a Thing seeks to continue pushing the boundaries of the podcast discipline. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Molly. Now, <laughs> let's move to acknowledging our great community. And our partners. <laughs> we couldn't do it without all of you. Please see our press release expressing support for whatever it is you think we should be supporting. <laughs> whatever is happening in the world today, we stand in solidarity with the correct side. Oh my gosh. I think I just figured out how we can both retire. We create a machine learning algorithm that yeah. uh, can actually analyze the recipient's hard drive and immediately alter the press release <laughs> to support whatever cause that person is likely to support. Dude, totally. So you we don't can, even have to know. You just send it and on arrival, it adapts. We auto generate your solidarity. Yes. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. We're done here. And Mike dropped. Auto solidarity. Auto darity. Auto. Solidado dare Solidary? Because AI? At Porter can be employee number one. He says Did that's he totally with- not that hard to do. <laughs> of course it's not. <laughs> stunned. Let your customers be stunned. I'm paraphrasing from Laura here. By the sincerity of the solidarity. <laughs> Why does this email want to scan my hard drive? Just It's fine. Just no reason. Say, just click OK. Oh, you already it's- did. Good. You need to be on the right side of history, sir. That's, yeah, that's why the pop-up says, would you like to be on the right side of history? Press OK. <laughs> yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, we we laugh instead of cry. And uh, yep. I do have a thing that is of the moment. I, we try to avoid that. But uh, this one, uh, I find a little hope in, uh, even if it's imaginary, which is uh-huh. the ghost of Kiev. Uh, this is uh, a meme about a fighter pilot from Ukraine uh, who has already received the nickname Ghost of Kiev. He or she uh, may or may not exist, uh, mm-hmm. may or may not have shot down five, six, seven uh, fighters. But like the Red Baron in World War I, uh, it has taken the Internet by storm. Yeah, it is amazing and delightful and kind of exactly the sort of thing that happens in a war, but also like as Newsweek points out, it's exactly the kind of thing you want to believe. And so there is this question because early on, very early, right? Like Thursday, there was a post that said at least six Russian planes and two helicopters had been destroyed on the first day of fighting. And there has been since then this legend that it was a single Mm. MiG-29 fighter pilot who shot them all down 
Yeah. And yeah. like most great war legends, uh, no one cares if it's real, really. No one cares. Yeah. <laughs> uh, certainly in the moment. And and usually these sorts of things like the Red Baron took forever to kind mm-hmm. of percolate out. But with the internet, you can, you can uh, just accelerate that and it goes worldwide like that. Boom. Thing. Boom. Um, you will laugh too, because I clicked on this article and saw that although there is zero evidence, please let the ghost of Kiev be real, wrote Twitter user Jason Calacanis. Okay. boss. I'm like, wait a second. What is happening in the world right now? So Snopes, um, Snopes has debunked well, we all agree. one of the videos, which honestly the poster also debunked, but it got reposted by other people without the debunking. Right. There was a there was a person who used a simulator to create what it might look like uh, if this person were flying around. Uh, but Snopes very carefully was like, we don't know if we the don't know is real or not. You know what? I am totally, I choose to believe. A YouTube user commented, may your engines burn hot and your spirit never be crushed, ghost of Kiev. I mean, yeah, it's kind of, it's beautiful. If we can find beauty and things in the fog of war, we maintain our humanity for just that much longer. I promise my other thing will be so far away from this one. Uh, But what's your first thing? I know I'm like about to tear up a little. So good. Um, Mine is just shopping. (laughs) <laughs> good. Excellent. That's more in line with my second thing. So this will be a good transition. Yeah. Listen, this is what you come to. It's a thing for yeah. friends. What <laughs> a little Molly bit of escapism. What is Molly buying this episode? And this time it's everything. So what the kids are about right now is Poshmark. Mm, that's and not they're, a new thing. Poshmark, it's not a but, new thing okay. at all. And fashionistas among you already know. Although I will say I've had several conversations recently where I've been like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My son just wants a Poshmark gift certificate for his birthday. And then I've had people go, what is that? And I'm like, huh, interesting. So it hasn't broken all the way out, but it has become the go-to location for teenagers looking for deals on 90s fashion. It's got, it's like the hat trick of thingness. Poshmark, in case you don't know, is... Uh, an app and a site where you can buy mostly like, you know, name brand stuff at discounts like eBay. And it's like eBay in that it has bidding. So you might see something listed. My son bought some like oversized Carhartt jeans because see also 90s. And, you know, they were like listed for 50 bucks. And then he was like, I'll give you 18. And they were like, how about 20? So it's real time interactive bidding with the seller. It's sort of like and, eBay and meets. And that's the key. It's it's sellers. It's it's individuals who have these people. pre-owned yep. clothing that they are reselling, right? Exactly. It's just like Depop, basically. And Depop, I think we even talked about as being a thing, but somehow like yeah. Poshmark has has sort of become mm-hmm. a, bit, a slightly bigger thing, at least with the kids. And I don't know why. I'm um, looking at their website, and they don't have search. What? <laughs> Maybe they do just on the app. Yeah, maybe it's on the, only on the app. That's weird. That's interesting. They have lots of ways to like browse by brand. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Weird. Or category. You can go into categories. But. Yeah, see, that makes no sense and, and it does nothing for me. But yeah, Posh, Poshmark and Depop. And then so, you know, my kids got these clothes showing up all the time. 
that like have little notes from the seller. I mean, it's very like, it's very personal and interactive. I thought you were going to say, uh, my kids have these, uh, this, these clothes showing up all the time. And it turns out, uh, they were mine originally when I bought I mean, them back in the 90s. Also though, like for real, <laughs> like seriously. You're like, why does that one have my name written in the, the <laughs> waistband? In the collar and Sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. Also, I'm definitely going to start selling stuff on Poshmark because I got too much stuff. Yeah. Uh, do not sell California residents. Oh, do not sell my info. I was like, are they banning California residents? <laughs> <from sale? laughs> I'm scared to sign up for Poshmark. I have signed up for Depop already. I'm scared to sign up for Poshmark because it will be over. But it also like it goes with this sort of meta trend too, which is like, I mean, of course, young people are into this because it's good brands at cheap prices. Sure. But it's also like sustainability shopping. Like I've been on this kick where I'm trying not to buy anything new because there's enough stuff in the world and it's just being recycled back into the world in all these different ways, partly because pandemic and everybody got sick of their stuff. And um, yes, as Joe points out in our discord, the meta trend of too much stuff. <laughs> so you literally do not have to go to a store and buy a new thing. There is great oh, stuff. Yeah on the internet and all these different ways to offload it. And I'm about it. Okay. So when you go into categories, then the search box shows up. Thank you, Kent, for pointing that out. It's just not on the homepage. Mm. Weird. Okay. But I can Fine. get a Heron Preston bucket hat for $120. I mean, they got good stuff from here. Ooh, I can get a Heron Preston cat uh, t-shirt for 30 bucks. That's a steal. Let's see? And but here's what you would do then. You'd be like, that's okay. How about twenty-two? Yeah. You could make an offer. NASA pants, you say? <laughs> now who's shopping? This time it's who's shopping now. Wow. I might have to make an <laughs> offer on these NASA pants. See? I think that's half the fun is you can make an offer. It's like it's I just it's amazing. Oh, and and I found a separate listing that was cheaper already. Look at I that. can make interest-free payments through a firm. <laughs> I'm not saying I want to be a brand ambassador, but I'm sure sounding uh, like one. I'm just saying we do a freaking show every week called It's a Thing, so I don't know why we aren't yet. I'm just saying it's not a conflict of interest with my other shows. <laughs> <laughs> just like we're just saying send us stuff. I think that's <laughs> we're just saying please, please give us free things. <laughs> I'm straight up signing up for Poshmark right now. Uh, one thing you can search for on Poshmark, which was the transition I had in mind when I was like, where's the search box? Our <laughs> uh, mini Uggs, because Bazaar Magazine has declared Ooh. mini Uggs are the moment. They've made a comeback. Uh, Y2K fashion in this case, uh, according to Bazaar, but certainly uh, also, I think, 90s. Um, Ugg wearers uh, aren't hesitating to wear their Uggs in public anymore. I don't know that they yes. were embarrassed before, but it's a it's a thing. Get out there with your Uggs, folks. Classic. Hallelujah. Minis. But wait, what about the mini? Pro oh, the the like the ankle length yeah, ones, not the, the knee high. Size. Yeah, the, mm -hmm. exactly. Interesting. See, it's funny because when I saw this on here earlier today, I was like, oh, like for babies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Do they not? Do they have mini Uggs? For I literally just thought you meant like, oh yeah, all the babies are rocking Uggs now. That's just <laughs> that's what's happening. No mini Uggs. They almost look like you're wearing. Um, I mean, I guess they are pull-ons. I've never basically. seen the mini before. These yeah. are adorable. Oh, and I say the mini the the Ugg mule. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen the mini. Okay. Now that's what I got to get the mini or the ultra mini. These are adorable because thank goodness. I just wore the Uggs the whole time. I just rode all the way through the dip. Yeah. You just and back to, through. it's basically like, this is how you hold stocks. You know, like I was like <laughs> diamond yeah, feet, it's going to go down, but then it's going to come back up and I'm going to be right there. I'm wearing them right now. Although apparently the tall ones are, out, the they'll moon. be back. If the I'm a hodler, I'm a, I'm a Uggs hodler. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I will, I do have to admit, uh, this thing came from me, uh, seeing my wife browsing this bizarre article and I was like, Oh, like uh-huh. spotted that one from the other end of the couch. I'm like that, that looks like a thing. Yep. Apparently it freaking is. <laughs> Thank God. Thank and, God. Uh, and by the way, it's not just fashion makers like runway models uh from the subheading of this bizarre article everyday tiktokers <gasps> that's how you know well and this is really funny because in addition to my son i now have this gen z producer on the other podcast uh-huh who is has become the immediate backstop for all things like uh-huh. she's the one who was like i'm crocheting a balaclava right now right, and i was like you've right. got to be kidding me and the other day, somehow Uggs came up and I was like, I don't care. You'll prime for my cold dead hands. And she goes, oh, no, they're back now. Boom. Boom. Thank you. Validation. Already have thing formation on this one. Done. Already. Done and dusted. Unbelievable. Well, Dust friends, I know that we many that I know that all of America is in the grips of a cold snap right now. Mm. Even here in the Bay Area, where it has been in the low 30s and even 30, there was a freeze warning. And so it's hard to imagine that summer will come and that you will need backyard hot weather entertainment. All right. But, 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 but you're taking us on a journey here. I like it. I'm taking you on a journey, but you will. And you'll be thinking to yourself, dang it. Last year, you know, I just wished I had a pool, but I didn't do anything about it. And I can't do whatever. And it's okay. Because the, the thing to do in the pool department is I now know called a cowboy pool. And I am so confused because I sort of felt like we talked about this on the show before, but evidently we didn't, but maybe what we talked about was stock tank planters, but now stock tanks have morphed into the pool of choice for your cool looking hipster backyard pool. And I was reminded of this all over again, because I was like looking for a house in Palm Springs to rent for summer or spring break. And Every third listing was like, relaxed in the cowboy pool. And they all looked brand new. And I was like, That's oh, okay. Uh, we didn't have a pool. And now we didn't we, have a pool. Now we do. And now, yes, <laughs> like that's exactly it. And I think they all got them during COVID. Yep. And now the cowboy pool is everywhere in pool-friendly locations. I would like to request that the following paragraph from sunset.com about this be uh, added to consideration for future shout outs <laughs> at her former Palm Springs, a frame designer, Sarah Sherman, Samuel carved an enviable niche among the Rocky cacti, rich landscape to help quell the region's crushing heat. I mean, wow, dude, wow. we didn't even get to cowboy pool or stock nope. tank nope. at all in that sentence. Yep. Thanks to a coat of white spray paint, the two by eight foot galvanized stock tank blends seamlessly into the natural landscape. Victoria does it, Smith. Does it blend seamlessly? I know. Does it really? I, I guess so. This one includes um, 
Let's see. SF Girl by Bay blogger Victoria Smith, who says, this type of pool could sit easily on my deck without me having to do too much work other than building the benches around the pool and adding ding, 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 outdoor string lights. How do you dream? lights. Fairy lights are everywhere. That's a fair question. It's a fair question. When it gets like super hella disgusting. Yeah. What do you do? Like, is is there an easy way to like, you know, add a drain to it? It looks like one of them has it. So I'm just curious, like how, how hard that is, or if these people are just buying them from somebody who mods them for them. Probably. I mean, at the point at which it's that much of a thing, you're probably buying one that's already pre-modified, but it wouldn't be that hard to drill a hole Yeah, yeah. and then just put like one of those, you know, plastic pool cap on it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Or, you know, shotgun. Uh, I'm reading suggestions from the Discord here. Shotgun, one way to drain it <laughs> yeah. in keeping with the stock tank vibe. Well, it is a or, cowboy pool. Exactly. Yeah. So, Or uh, bucket or big ladle and look at that, cowboypools.com. I guarantee. Colt 45. Th- this guarantee is backed by nothing, but I virtually guarantee that cowboypools.com didn't exist before the pandemic. Oh, like my- I think you're probably right. Or I'm a fool. Make your yard an oasis. Look at that. Yeah. Also, I love that there's a picture of a cowboy pool with a floaty on it, which is the size <laughs> of the cowboy pool. Which is the size of the cowboy pool. I mean, it's basically just like a, a you know, cool water hot tub. It's a cool tub. Yeah. It's a soaker. I mean, look. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It looks awesome. Yeah. Like, I would totally do this. If I was, if I lived in Southern California or someplace hot and didn't have room for a pool or budget for a pool and it was like an up, yeah, like this is awesome. Yeah. This is exactly my style. So and I'm making fun of it, but I love it. Be part of your earthquake kit. <laughs> <laughs> it, could, it could. Why, like you live in it or what are we yeah, talking about? your here? water supply, you know, oh, water, there you obviously. Go. You're not probably uh-huh. going to drink it, but you know, yeah. You want to boil. You shower. You, you want to boil. Shower it. Mm-hmm. You're going to get it and soak in it. You might as well bathe in it, right? I mean, this one from Cowboy Pools on they got filter pumps, accessories. Hey, you can even that. get a heater and you can make it a hot tub. Although oh, I yeah. feel like you'd burn yourself on the side, but whatever. It's awesome. Very cool. Uh, yeah. Let's get to some things from y'all. Uh, this is from Christopher on a new turn of phrase. Uh, Hello, Tom, Molly, Rich, which sounds like something that should be served at the post-COVID party we're planning for 2049. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling a thing spotting on the use of the phrase surround sound to mean something that is part of the background of a person, situation, or story. As in, she was part of the surround sound of her mother's life. That's not a quote, just an illustration. In the last 12 hours of podcast listening, I've heard this exact usage on three podcasts, Deep Cover Mobland, Make Me Smart, and Molly, I miss you over there, though they're doing a great job, and the 538 podcast. The relevant episodes ranged in date from December to last week. I'm guessing the usage comes from the sounds that are mixed into side speakers that are part of the overall effect, but not what you're meant to be focusing on. Thoughts? Mm, it sounds so New Yorker. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or, or high school. Like, where you just repurpose a thing? Be like, oh, it's like surround sound of your life. But the way it's described so. by Christopher is very New Yorker. Yeah, I'm right. I mean, it does sound the surround sound, but no, it's, I could really see this evolving from background. Yeah. Like we would just have said backgrounds, but they got to like make it sound cooler. Somebody trying to like, they being the kids. there's always people trying to turn up the knob on their description. Like, like, oh yeah, my mom's chatter is like background noise in my life. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. My mom's chatter is like the surround sound of my life. I mean, right. 
My mom shudders the Dolby 5.1. Oh, too nerdy. Let's stick with like, surround sound. It's lovely. I do kind of want to steal it. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Part of the surround sound is pretty I'll, good. I'll I'll throw it in the mix. I like I it. I don't hate it in the slightest. And by the way, uh, Kent 13 going deep to the DNS registration on cowboypools.com to discover that it started in July. Sorry, June 22nd of 2020. Uh, there we go. There we go. Oh. You're right. Man, I love it when a thing comes together. (laughs) Thanks, Hannibal. Professor Art writes in on the Tama behavior case. Oh my gosh. This is the first person who's been able to answer this. I'm so excited. Really? Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Well, Professor Art writes in and says, hello to Molly. Tom briefly wondered about the trending term Tama behavior. So let me pitch in. It's actually Filipino. Well, at least the Tama part. Tama means correct, right, proper, and everything else the thesaurus can pitch in. Thesaurus, I know, but I like to say it like that. (laughs) And what's trending, especially on TikTok and Twitter, are videos and images showing people doing something. And then the caption, Tama behavior, which means proper behavior. So you can, for instance, have a fiercely defiant quote from a beleaguered celebrity after she's been unfairly harassed online. And the caption would be Tama behavior. Or maybe a tweet share of one of the Philippines' most popular presidential candidates saying she's finally getting to watch a Korean drama after a long day. And it's captioned, Tama Behavior. It's kind of a celebration of proper attitudes as seen online. Hope that helps. Just my bit of pushing P. Get it? Yeah. Philippines for the day. <laughs> ah, salamat po. Incredible. Professor Art. Incredible. Incredible. Uh, yeah. I knew, the, I knew that Tama meant that in Tagalog. Or Filipino, mm-hmm. um, I. But it was the second part that was so helpful. Of like, oh, here are examples. Here's the context. You're the best. Thank Incredible. you. Incredible. I love it. It's beautiful. Uh, Walter on capybaras. Hi, team. You talked about capybaras coming to prominence recently from the movie Encanto. I first became aware of them in 2009 while reading Jeremy Robinson's book Pulse. In it, a villain released a serum that mutates creatures, including capybaras. The capybaras were downright horrifying. And ever since then, I've been slightly scared of these gentle giants. My hysteria hit a fever pitch last summer when a story made the rounds about capybaras overrunning a gated community in Argentina. Check out this footage from NBC News. Can you imagine seeing a bunch of huge capybaras just chilling in your front yard like they are in the video of these people's homes? Well, it turns out that it's not horrifying at all, even when they take over. It's still cute. And Aaron also wrote in about capybaras being the real life arouses. Uh, but of Rodents course, of unusual size yeah, from but, Princess Bear. Of course, much cuter. And Shannon Kay said she calls guinea pigs miniature capybaras for her own amusement. That is freaking adorable. And also all this discussion of capybaras only serves to confirm that what a random thing it is. But it apparently but is. Definitely a thing. Absolutely amazing. Joe Hood wrote in with a thing check. Molly, Tom, Rich, distinguished thingariums. I need a thing check. Can't tell if it's a thing in the real world or, you know, the algorithm. I am seeing ads for continuous glucose monitors for weight loss and athletic performance. A CGM, of course, is a medical device that injects a filament that constantly tests your blood sugar. You can wear it as a patch on your skin for a week at a time, and it reports out your glucose levels to your phone. My son has type 1 diabetes and uses these devices to monitor that, so it's a regular part of our home life. But now I'm seeing ads everywhere online for CGM for fitness services. A little research showed at least three companies selling the service and even included the Telltale New York Times article. Mm. 
I know health monitoring is a big push in tech, but I also know my house is a pretty niche demographic given our son, and that might skew the algorithm. Have you heard of these? Is the CGM health aid a thing? Well, Joe, uh, I was going to claim ignorance on this one and throw it out to the audience, but at Porter already says so many young women wear those things around here. I keep seeing them in coffee shops. You're kidding. Wow. Sounds like a thing to me. Seems like a thing. And this story was published, the New York Times story was published about a year ago. So it's probably kind of crept out into the world. You know, this is so interesting because I, my mom is a type one diabetic and so is one of my closest friends. And we talk about this all the time that, that sort of like eating like a diabetic is a very healthy way forward. And that's mm. kind of what a lot of the high protein diets are all about, right? Mm. It's reducing the basically like extreme ebb and flow spikes and crashes of blood sugar. Mm. Like you eat these sort of longer lasting foods that instead you just put yourself in ketosis and your body starts to eat itself. Well, then we talk about that all the time too, <laughs> because ketosis is in fact the exact thing, right? That type one diabetics are always trying to freaking avoid. Yeah. So. Yeah. But but eating like a diabetic is not the same as a high protein diet, right? There's a there's a middle ground in there that probably is good for people. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's just it's it's food with a longer kind of shelf life on your blood sugar. There's I mean, there are better the terms. The fact that you have to pay attention to what you eat because you're a diabetic puts you ahead. Because one it of can. the biggest mm -hmm. things that nutritionists tell me, and I've talked to a couple of them, is people just paying attention to what they eat is like the biggest first step to eating better. Everybody Absolutely. wants a magic thing where they don't have to think about it, but they're like, really thinking about it is almost all the battle because mm -hmm. you start to notice what you're eating. But yeah, I mean, hard. the best, the <laughs> literal best weight loss program I've ever been on is myfitnesspal.com. Like Boom. when I put the food in yep. and I track it, it, sister. I lose weight. The yeah. end, like it is that simple. I've been doing it for three years and my, I, know, I love I maintained it. my weight. Yeah, I got down to the point I wanted to be and I've maintained it because I just log everything. I know. There's I think I started doing it back in like 2012. Like I look back and I'm like, wow, I really have gained a lot of weight since then. It's it's just it's just it's not a magic thing, but it mm -mm. it makes you go, oh, I shouldn't have this right now because because I won't have enough left in, you know, because I know I'll run over my calories tonight when I eat dinner. Yeah. And it stops you from those things that you would mindlessly eat. So, right. Yeah. Totally. And, and you, and it encourages you, like, if you know, you're going out to, you know, if I know I'm going out to dinner, I'll like work out. I call going to the gym store to buy more calories mm -hmm. yeah, for the day. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, and to the, to the point that the discorders are making Noom is a huge thing. I don't know why we haven't talked about it. Cause it definitely is. And we did talk about it like oh, way we did? back on the first <gasps> version of the show before we oh went on God. hiatus. We talked about wow. it. I think you brought it. Maybe. Yeah. Yep. But anyway, yes. My fitness this is, so is not going to work for everybody. Noom isn't going to work for Noom everybody. Noom isn't, right. It's so something. So there's lots of different approaches, one of which will probably work for you if you try it. You just got to But I'm like, things. I got to say, nutritionally, I'm huge on the sugar thing. Like people have no idea how much sugar is in stuff. Yeah. And that is a massive, like when you start tracking calories, you naturally start to gravitate toward more protein, less carbs, because those are the things that have the most bang for the caloric buck. They keep you full longer and they don't have so much sugar. Yeah. So it I, makes perfect sense that these monitors would start to become part of I used to try to avoid sugar as a shortcut mm -hmm. to eating well. But once I started tracking, yeah. I was like, oh, I can have sugar, just a very small amount. 
And it actually was easier because I'm like, oh, yeah, I can have that candy. It's the only one right. I can have today. I'm not going to chow down on three musketeers all day. Mostly because yep. they're gross. But uh, yeah, I don't know yeah. why I picked three musketeers. That was a horrible example. That was a really weird you know why? It was, it was because one. my friend Jeff gave me a bunch of candy when I moved into this house and I would eat it while I was like moving things around. And, <laughs> and at the very end of the bag was the Three Musketeers birthday cake flavored candy bar. Ew. And so when I think of unnecessarily eating candy bars, that's what I think. <laughs> yeah, that sounds unnecessary on a lot of levels. Yeah, in fact, yeah, for sure. Uh, Shannon Kay is necessary, though. And thankfully, Shannon oh, yeah. Kay uh, wrote in about a real estate thing. Uh, salutation omitted. (laughs) Clever, clever. (laughs) We've seen the blue kitchen thing and the Eve Klein blue thing. Lately, Mm -hmm. I've noticed houses with blue front doors on real (gasps) estate listings. I've seen front doors in a variety of blue shades similar to the blue kitchen thing. Nice, good spot. My goodness, what a good spot. Also, I have a blue front door and it caused me to get a blue fence. I painted my fence all around the house, navy blue. Never seen a blue fence before, but I'm predicting it's going to become a thing. So am I like too late, Shannon? Can you help me? Because I really want to get the blue kitchen, but that's like an expense, you know, like either I have to have it all painted and it's going to take a minute. One year and everybody's like, oh, blue kitchen. Yeah. Is it over? Mm -hmm. Oh, but I still love it so much. If you love it, you can get it anyway. Yeah, good point. All right. And then finally, Patron Cherry sent us a message about the bonus content and said, I started listening to Buzz Out Loud around 2006 and lost track of Tom and Molly after BOL in the first run of It's a Thing. Life got distracting. We know how that goes. Yeah. During the early days of the pandemic, she writes, I discovered It's a Thing was back. Hearing Tom and Molly's voice again was a much needed sense of comfort. The laughter and banter, things, fun facts, and the voicemails. Tonight, I listened to the Living with COVID segment. And it was brilliant, funny, and hit a little too close to home, as it should. (laughs) Thank you for everything you do. I'm more of a sideline listener, no Discord or live feed, and have been meaning to send a note for a while. The bonus segment was the send the note already moment. Please know the time and energy you put into the podcast is truly appreciated. Uh, Oh, Sherry. Sherry. pleasure to do the podcast. (laughs) I'm so happy that you feel that way. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's literally why, because it's been that for us, too. Thanks for sticking with us all these years. Amos uh, is in the Discord listening, uh, and Amos is one of the folks behind BuzztownArchive.com. So, Sherry, if you want to relive those BOL days, go (laughs) check them out. So true. Go check it out. All right. And speaking of patrons, it is time for the shout outs. Those incredible patrons who support us at the shout out level at patreon.com slash it's a thing and get a custom artisanal shout out piece of art. You don't need an NFT people. You have a digital work of art week Mm -hmm. after week right here. Thanks to producer Rich Trapolino. This week's (laughs) shout outs are based on a Nantex review of the Pentium 2. This Not is right up our alley. The, Not no, the Pentium the three, the Pentium two, the two. All right, I'll begin. Andrew Bradley held the spotlight for a month with the release of his ultra fast Kevin Sill, supposedly standing for kryptonite, the only weakness of James C. Smith. In this case, David Grizzly Smith. See what he did there? Ah. Fortunately for Paul Dow's sake, the kryptonite was fairly harmless as their newly released Laura Abel 2 took the title as the world's fastest patron. What gives Benjamin Forrest his oomph? 
Basically, Morris Jones is a more advanced Gabriel Cohen Pro, with his L2 cache running at half her clock speed, which, although it's a step down from the clock speed L2 cache of Jake Woods, gives it lead over Lee Price. The core of Eric Duncan is much like that of Miranda Janelle, in that he decodes complex instructions in a much smaller and easier to manage Joe Hood, Louis St. Amour's version of Mike Aikens. They're essentially the same thing. But of course, they are not, as every patron is a unique snowflake. Ah, you all win! (laughs) Yay! It's amazing. Wow, who knew that 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 knew David Grizzly Smith, James C. Smith line was? I mean, right? Just like give it up, give it up for producer Rich right there, and give it up for yourselves. Thank you for listening to It's a Thing and keeping us on the air patreon.com slash it's a thing become a member get our discord and that bonus content that sherry mentioned earlier you can also email us your things please keep them coming feedback at it's a thing.me see you next week bye bye ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.